hear my voice. Shut up, Colin. Just, just start the show. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Abbey Normal Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Bourne. And I'm Aaliyah. Don't mind me. I was just watching DuckTales earlier, so. You're an adult, right? Yes, I am. How old are you? 32. Yeah. But the whole point is that I can be an adult, pay my bills on time, and still watch cartoons. So this week's episode, we thought we would do something a little fun but different. But I thought it would be fun if we did some, like, what-if scenarios and then discuss, like, the outcomes of what would happen if one horror movie didn't turn out the way it did. That's why we call this episode, What If. Yeah, and if this is, I mean, if this ends up being a fun episode, we might do more of these. Because, I mean, the possibilities with horror movies are endless. You can really come up with multiple different types of scenarios for how a horror movie is going to play out. And right now, so far, I have three written down. But if we have time, we might squeeze in one more. Because I think there's one that's really well thought of. Maybe, but we'll see. Anyway, you want to get started? Let us get started. Okay, cool. So what if Michael Myers didn't kill his sister Judith on Halloween? Hmm, that what's, actually... what's your first initial thought of this? My first initial thought is that if he didn't kill his sister Judith on Halloween... There wouldn't be the infamous killer in Haydenfield, really. First of all, it's pronounced Haddonfield. Is it Haddonfield? I thought it was Haydenfield. But Haddonfield. It's, okay, Haddonfield. Haddonfield, right. yes. Yeah, Haddonfield, okay. I mean, for one thing, it wouldn't be called Halloween. Whatever day he decides to kill Judith, it, depending whether it's a holiday or a non-holiday date, would be very strange. Well, the, originally the movie was supposed to be called The Babysitter uh, the Babysitter Killer. So, without it if it wasn't on Halloween, it yeah. actually would have been the initial title for it. Yeah, I actually have written down in my notes some some stuff that kind of like helped made this final decision what it was. So, the original script was titled The Babysitter Murders and the events of the film were supposed oh, okay. to take place over a span of several days, but due to the budgeting, the script was changed to have all events take place on one day. And they thought, you know, Halloween being a spooky time of year would make sense. Yeah. So they picked the Halloween. And plus, it would be, and they and they picked it uh, to do it on a holiday because it would actually be a good money budget for it, a money money franchise. Yeah. And John Carpenter, the director, also had a different idea for like a slasher masked killer movie. Mm-hmm. And I have written down here. So he had originally written a script for a potential horror movie titled Meltdown. The concept was that a group of scientists in a nuclear power plant investigated a the disappearance of the plant's workers. And it's revealed sometime later in the movie that a mass killer had snuck into the plant long ago prior to the events of this movie and planned to destroy the building. A large portion of the movie's plot was the killer stalking and killing the scientists one by one until the final two managed to escape the plant before it blows up. Kind of sort of similar to Halloween. And the stalking and the killing, the way Michael Myers kills his victims. Yeah. But a little bit different. And then in the mid-1990s, it had been rewritten into a certain type of diehard-esque movie starring Dolph Lundgren. 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 Well, I got Lundgren, but okay, Lundgren. But the the production of it was canceled. Okay. But, like, let's say, for example, 10-year-old Michael Myers kills his sister on June 10th, 1963. I mean, that's four months prior to the movie's original plot, which is Halloween. Mm-hmm. I mean, how would that? How would you think that would change the film and the franchise itself? Huh. Well, I mean, it would be different scenarios. 
Mm-hmm. That would be a different situation. Sure, Michael would still be a killer, but the whole outcome would be totally different where it wouldn't have the legacy that it does now. Mm-hmm. If anything, it'd probably be a very less, you know, known legacy and probably wouldn't be so intriguing like it is. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't have been probably as successful as the way it is now. And yeah. honestly... When you think of Halloween as like a slasher film of a masked serial killer killing a bunch of teenagers, it's not really that far off from other slasher franchises that we have seen. Like Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, What else am I thinking of? My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine. Basically every slasher movie that's came out in the 80s that really a lot that... Halloween really inspired a lot of the slasher films. And I mean, inspired Friday the 13th. But exactly. But movies movies like Halloween are influential when it comes to how other movies looked at that one and developed their own sense of style in terms of horror movie making. And I feel like without Halloween being as successful and as inspirational as it was, we wouldn't have other horror movies today that were influenced or inspired by Halloween. Yep, and then they had their own legacy as well. Yeah, which I think it's very like interesting when you look at it at a much more broader, because how would that little change in the plot change the entire movie and its franchise, and then how would that change the rest of the horror genre that came after it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think that's pretty interesting to think about. Did mm-hmm. you want to add anything else to your thoughts on this before we move on? Not really, but other than the movie being such an influential movie without... I mean... (sighs) I also think it definitely... I mean, we wouldn't have big names in that horror genre like John Carpenter. Or Jamie Lee Curtis. Deborah Hill. Yeah, all of them. They wouldn't really be where they are probably without... Without that movie, yeah. yeah. I mean, granted, Jamie Lee Curtis was already kind of a big name a little bit prior to Halloween. But, yeah. Was she? I think, that, I think she was in a few movies before Halloween. I think Halloween was her first first film. Really? Yeah. I think well, it was her first big film. Like yeah. her first breakout film. But other than that, yeah. Um, let us move on then. Okay. So I kind of have two for this movie. But we'll just go with this one first. So what if Freddy Krueger from The Nightmare on Elm Street wasn't a child murderer? Now let me specify by saying... In this what-if scenario, he still gets killed by a group of parents in the same fashion he was, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. it wasn't for murdering children. Like, what do you think he would have... How he? How would he have came to be still who he was without the child murder concept? Maybe he could just kill people per se still, like older people. No, that's what I was thinking too, but let's, let's talk a little bit about why this decision was the final one, because... Um, Wes Craven came up with the idea for the film from a series of articles he read about a group of Southeast Asian refugees from the, I'm probably going to butcher the tribe name and I apologize, but the Hmong Hmong tribe, several of whom died in the throes of horrific nightmares. Well, yeah, because he was saying that there was one story that he really took him Mm -hmm. was this boy, he tried to, he tried not to sleep for a couple of days and he kept, he kept his eyes open. He even, um. Uh, had a coffee pot in his room and his parents trying to get him to fall asleep so when his parents actually made him finally fall asleep they heard him screaming from his bedroom went into the room and literally he was sitting there dead with with scratch marks 
Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's hard to say what could have actually caused that. Whether he had, like, died from a heart attack of being so scared in his sleep. Or maybe, you but, know. But the, what? Because your body does need sleep. And when you deny it of sleep for such a long time, it can have negative health effects on your body. I don't mean to go pun intended here, but mm-hmm. what what if actually the the whole thing actually turned out to be that way? What if something actually was coming after him? Or something did come after him and killed him while he was sleeping? Well, that's another theory, but again, we don't know what actually happened. We just know that... That story is what influenced Wes Craven to come up with this concept. Mm. But another interesting fact I found out, and you might hate me for this, Colin, but let me just put it out there. And some of our true crime fans might enjoy this little bit tidbit of knowledge, but oh, no. the original script made Freddy out to be a child molester, like oh. in the remake that we had discussed, right? He was more of a child molester than a child killer. Still ended up dying in the same fashion as the original Freddy Krueger, but... They decided to change it to avoid accusations of exploitation. At the time of the movie's production, there was a series of molestations in California. Now, I want people to keep in mind, this movie was made and released sometime between like 1984 to 1985, which was the same time frame as the Night Stalker's killing spree. He also was charged with 11 counts of sexual assault, some to children. So that's something to kind of think about, which I thought was interesting. Me being a true crime buff, I thought that was a very interesting tidbit of knowledge to kind of share. Anyway, this is just kind of my theory, but I think it would have been interesting to kind of see Freddy Krueger prior to his death be more of like a Jack of Orkian type of person. Jack of Orkian was the guy who, when people were suffering from illnesses, they he thought that the best way for them to be relieved of their suffering was from euthanasia which is putting them to sleep kind of like how we do with our pets oh i thought you were talking about with our dog oh no 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 we haven't done that no like bowie are you okay no but he believed that that it was a better way for them to go whether than to be suffering in the hospitals he thought it would be a better way for them to go in their sleep this is what he did with a lot of people I think that Freddy Krueger could have been a doctor who may have killed his patients and then made it look like they had passed away in their sleep to throw authorities off of his track. So kind of like an evil, a much more evil sense of the concept of Jack of working style. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. And I think the families of those patients would have suspected or maybe knew that something hinky was going on and had taken it into their own hands because authorities weren't going to believe them unless they had some proof or evidence. Mm. So they take it upon their hands and they chase him down and they burn him alive. Pretty brutal, but... Yeah. yeah. And then his vengeance and getting back at them for what he... What had happened to him is to get back at their kids. Good point. Yeah. It's it's an idea. It's a theory. It's a concept. But what do you think? I think... I think it's a good one. I think it's a good what-if scenario for Freddy. Well, what do you think, in your own opinion? Like, if he wasn't a child murderer, what do you think his crimes would be? I think it would um, probably be just like how a normal a normal uh, killer would probably be. Just killing people a little bit older. Uh, especially, I think, would be elders. And then he would actually steal while he's in there. Well, you know what's interesting, and if you, I mean, not to go back to the Richard Ramirez thing, but if you think about it in the way that he was captured, when people start to realize who he was, that he was the Night Stalker, 
he sort of became more recognizable to the public. Mm. And a mob ensued and chased him down and held him off until authorities and that, came and arrested him. And that's what kind of happened with Freddy in the in the storyline. Only, only authorities never came and rescued no, Freddy. No, it was the families that went yeah. and tried to burn him alive in a, in a boiler-like uh, uh, place. In a boiler room. Yeah, yeah boiler because. Room. Because essentially the storyline in the movie is that he was apprehended, he was put on trial, but he was acquitted for his crimes, mm-hmm. and the families were upset, and they decided to take it in their own hands. Yeah, and, their own justice. Yes. Yeah, so... Which I think is interesting. But, but it, it, yeah. if you were to compare, like, like if you, yeah, that's another way you can go about it, too. If you made Freddy Krueger almost seem out to be, like, this Night Stalker-ish type of slasher killer i don't know it would have been a little different but yeah yeah so is that your final thoughts on that one yes that is my final thoughts on that okay i want to do one more nightmare on elm street one because i i wrote down i wrote this little fun fact down in my blog book for this particular uh nightmare on elm street movie just say it okay so i found out in nightmare on elm street the dream child the concept, or not the concept, but the offer for the job to write and screenwrite the movie was handed or offered to Stephen King and Frank Miller, the comic say, book. Uh, I was about to say Frank Oz? No. <laughs> Frank Miller, the comic book writer. Which is kind of funny you say that with Frank Miller, the comic book writer, because in the fifth one, there's a character in there who gets killed who's a huge comic book nerd, and he gets killed in his comic book dream from Freddy. That's in the fifth one. That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, both of them turned down the job. But but my question, my what-if question is, had they taken that job, do you think the plot of the dream child would have been completely different? I would think so. A yeah. lot, a lot different. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Stephen King, he, you've seen the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and the, the sequels. You know how silly they can be. Yeah. So you know how Stephen King's movies, sometimes they can be silly, but most of the time they're very serious and messed well, up let's, films. Well, let's not compare Stephen King to the movie adaptations because the movie adaptations came from his books. When yeah. you look at Stephen King his as a stories. horror novelist, like we had mentioned in one of our earlier episodes, mm-hmm. he is very, very detailed. He writes very, very dark themes. That, you know, would make a perfect horror movie. I think the Dream Child wouldn't have been called the Dream Child. I think it would have been a completely different concept for that installment. Mm -hmm. I definitely think that if they were to write out a concept for Freddy's backstory, it wouldn't have been the one that we have gotten. It would definitely be a lot more gritty, I feel like. Yeah, it would be a lot more gritty. And then Frank Miller being a comic book writer, I think would have been even more interesting. Did Frank Miller write DC? I think so. Either DC or Marvel, but one of the two. I think it's DC. Yeah. I don't have my phone. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I was looking at your phone, too. You're like, I don't have my phone. I'm like, what's that, then? But no, um, but I think with Frank Miller, too, this is the thing I was going to say. Stephen King, it would have been a very gritty film, very dark film, because, you know, of his nature and how he writes. But also with Frank Miller, I feel like there could be a very comic book-esque type of... uh, Oh yeah, story he, to it. he wrote a good amount of DC film or DC comics. Yeah, because and with Frank Miller, it would have been a very comic book s type of film mixture with um, I think it Stephen been, King's grittiness. Well, I think they both 
would have been gritty. I mean, if you read DC Comics written by Frank Miller, I mean, especially the Dark Knight Returns saga, and he also wrote the Sin City comic and 300. Yeah. Like, those are gritty yes. comic books. So they both would have been dark think, in their own way. Yeah, I think this would have been a much darker installment. Especially for an 80s film. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it honestly, if if they had taken that option or opportunity to write out this installment, it would have, in my opinion, probably been a really, really good fucking. It probably movie. would have been the best movie in the in the sequels. Yeah. You know, it but, would have blown Dream Warriors right out of the water. But then, but then again, it's Stephen King, Colin. I know. Colin gave me a look like, yeah, right. I'm like, it's Stephen King. I mean, they're both Frank great Miller. in their own right. Dream Wars is a great film in its own right. That would but, have been a powerhouse of writing, though. Yeah, but that fifth movie, it would have been pretty, pretty up there with the with the first movie and Dream Warriors. It would be interesting to ask them, like, had you taken up that job, what would what would you have written for that movie? Because I mean, we've all, I mean. For those who have seen the Dream Child, correct me if I'm wrong, but it but it was a little strange, well, and I don't mean strange in like a good way. I just think that like where they had left off with some of like the ones that came before it, trying to figure out where Freddy came from and everything, where yeah. his power comes from. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They 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 focus too much on where Freddy came from. Yeah. Plus, there wouldn't to be a lot to, of to try to come up with problems on how to stop them. Yeah, and plus also there wouldn't be a lot of baby drama like oh. there was in the fifth one. I which know, that kind of really questioned me growing up. Like, yeah. why did they do that? Be, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think it's they just, were trying to give it a complex story, but... I don't know. I mean, it, you'd really have to look into like what was going on in that time frame because the Dream Child came out in like the late 80s, right? It came well. The Dream Child came out in eighty nine. The, yeah. The Dream Master before that came out in eighty eight, and Dream Wars came out in eighty seven, and so on and so forth. It just seems strange to me. Honestly, I didn't really like it. I, feel I didn't. Like they I think. Could, yeah. I think. I think writing in that kind of concept of like one of the characters being pregnant and then the unborn child is having dreams and that Freddy is trying. To, yeah. Which that seems disturbing. More, no, that seemed more far fetched than. The last one. How did they bring Freddy back without getting that weirdness? And I don't know. Yeah, this is it why is, I don't want children. Well, no, because that's that's the thing about horror movie sequels that I tend to worry about. Is like, how far fetched are these story plots going to go to try to sell a story or make a movie? You'll be surprised you know what I mean? at what they do with sequels. I know, but when you look at like how again Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street, they and come Sleepaway up, Camp, but they come up with some pretty elaborate. And outlandish, some to some extent, story plots on how to make a movie. Yeah. You know, like, it just doesn't... And, I mean, we're going to get into it in the next one, but it's just a weird way to write. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. The, the, yeah, the fifth one. Any, uh, any last ones you want to... Any last words? or Any last <laughs> thoughts or comments you want to address before we move on? Um... I don't know. I mean, I think Stephen King would definitely make it a much better movie than The Dream Child, but I just think if they actually went for it, I mean, who knows what their career would have been, whether it would be successful or not. I mean, but I mean, they would still have work and they would still keep doing the stuff that they'd be doing after the after the fifth film. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. It's just it's an interesting what if with that one. And I would, it is a very interesting what if because, like I said, you can take a horror movie and go in many different directions with it. 
like depending on how you're going to write out the villain and the characters and your final girl or final guy the setting and the plot like you can take it in many different directions and i Mm -hmm. feel like with stephen king's writing it could have been very dark it could have been very gritty but the same goes with Frank Miller. It could have been very gritty. It could have had some dark themes. And then maybe could have been a little bit more action-y than usual. But, Probably. But yeah, I think it would have been a really good installment to the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Probably. It just, it kills me to know that that could have been a possibility. And we will never know what could have been of that movie. I know. And it's just like, I just, I don't know. If I ever see, I mean, this is only a what if. <laughs> but if I ever see or meet... Stephen King, I would I would probably want to ask him what if you made the fifth installment of the Nightmare on Elm Street series, and I would love to hear what he had to say. I know, because I would have loved to have known that too. Because yeah. oh, the possibilities. But you know what? Someday, you know? someday, if I ever see Stephen, I will think of that. But until then, let us move on. All right. So the last one I have for this episode, which is, I'm kind of surprised that you did this one. Well, because we talked about it when we talked about our vampire movies. But what if the grandpa in the Lost Boys had warned Lucy and the boys about the vampires in Santa Carla? This is a good now, one. Now I just want to throw this out there because I know Colin got really jazzed when I told him about this little piece of info. But there are actually two people from Rochester, New York, who worked on this movie. Yeah. So, screenplay writer was Jeffrey Bohm. Yeah, Jeffrey Bohm. And a song was written in the movie by Lou Graham. Yep, uh, Lost in the Shadows. Yep. Which that is a very good song. I actually love that song. It's so upbeat and it's just got a nice, dark, poppy tone to it. Yeah, and then some facts I have written down just to kind of help us kickstart off this conversation. But when asked why he did the film, Joel Schumacher stated, quote, Vampires are hot. They're the only erotic monsters. Frankenstein is not hot. <laughs> uh, first of all, fuck you, Joel Schumacher. Oh, wow. I, I he, don't care. He died a couple years ago. Be oh. nice. Still. <laughs> still. Pause just like. because you think Frankenstein is not hot doesn't mean other people don't think Frankenstein isn't hot. You think he's hot. I think Frankenstein is misunderstood. Yeah, but he's not hot. Frankenstein's a very complex monster. But so you, so are you. Are you saying that I'm a Frankenstein creature? I'm just complex and weird? No, you're just a complex creature who is hot, but also is confused about who she is. Going back to the vampire thing, <laughs> I hate vampire movies. Vampires are not hot to me. Like, they're they're so pretentious. Well, depending. I hate them. And I, so pret- of course you did. Well, because that whole ending is so fucking stupid. It's like that, What you know, like I said, what if? If Grandpa had told them prior to the events of this movie, oh, just so you know, if you move here, watch out for vampires. They're yeah, everywhere. That should have been the first warning, but he didn't want to scare them off, or he they would not believe him at all. they probably laugh in his face. Okay, but even if they didn't believe him, and they still moved, and they dealt with all these vampire shits, First of all, would they have gone to the fucking Frog Brothers for help when they realized that they were dealing with vampires? Well, probably they, not. Probably not, because they would never have met them in the first place. I yeah, but then they would have remembered, oh yeah, Grandpa told us something about vampires. Let's go ask more about, about vampires from Grandpa and see what he knows about these vampires. 
See, maybe he has a certain method to, you know... To kill him. To kill him, or maybe just keep him well, away. Well, besides what Grandpa did in the movie when he charged his Jeep into the house, and then there was a, some random wood that just came out and shot <laughs> shot the leader in the in the heart. I fucking hate this movie. I swear to Christ. <laughs> but it's been theorized, too, that Grandpa in this movie may be a half-vampire, and that the root beer he drinks was actually animal blood due to his taxidermy hobby. What do, you th- what do you think about that theory? Where'd you get that theory from? IMDb. Oh my. <laughs> of course, IMDb. Well, don't not... don't don't come at me if you don't think IMDb. It's better than w- Wikipedia, okay? Yeah, it is better than Wikipedia, but probably just as bad as Wikipedia. But still, I just I think that's an interesting theory, and then it's like, well, yeah, yeah, but. Then again, Grandpa wouldn't even... I don't think Grandpa would put his whole, his own family in danger. And he wouldn't be hanging around with other people like Mrs. So-and-so who... Um, what's his face kept telling him about? Remember oh. this? What was his name? Sam? Sam. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he would like go into his room or something and tell him that the neighbor lady was like asking for him or something. Something like what? Something like that. I don't really remember. I don't watch this movie. It's your movie. You tell me. That was funny. <laughs> now, there was a different ending I found that had been written for this movie, and I think this probably would have been a much better ending. But the movie didn't originally end on a joke. After the scene with Grandpa at the refrigerator, the Lost Boys were supposed to regroup at the sunken hotel, and the last shot was supposed to show a mural on one of the walls with Max appearing in it. Uh, oh. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what that was supposed to inform us about. Only that Max had been around for ages. Yeah, he's been around for eons because he's a vampire. <laughs> yeah, but still, I just don't think it's like worth really... Both endings are dumb. Both endings are just fucking dumb. This whole movie is stupid. It's one of my least favorite horror movies, and I don't even want to call it a horror movie. It's its own version of a horror movie. It still has horror elements to it, but it also has other things to it. Sex appeal, humor, um, um, emotional situations between the families. Just stuff like that. It's it's not just a horror film. It's a mixture of a lot of little things to to co-inline with the horror theme. You know? Just because you don't think it's a horror film doesn't mean it's not a horror film. It is a horror film, but not in its own gory, old-fashioned way. I just think the ending is so pointless. <sighs> I know, I know. But... You know, because it's like, what was the whole point of this then? You know what I mean? Like I said, if he if he had told them at the from the very beginning that there are vampires in this town, would that have really changed the entire outcome of the movie? I mean, I'm pretty sure it would have. We probably wouldn't even have had a movie like this. We probably would have had, you know, kids being on red alert about vampires. And who knows? Maybe the if they had been written out in a way where, yeah, Grandpa told them, but maybe they weren't real. You know, like maybe they just assumed that these group of biker kids were vampires. Yeah. And what if they had actually done something to these kids? Because of that fear that there are vampires. That would have been a much more interesting concept. Yeah. Especially given the, the time in which it was released. Mm-hmm. During like the hype of the, sat- the satanic panic yeah. era. Mm-hmm. That would have been a much more interesting movie. Yeah. Just saying. You know what they should have done too? Not especially- made this movie? Well, no, no, not that. <laughs> shut- you know what? You shut up. 
Anyway, this, you know what they should have done? Um, mm. They should have made a movie that kind of like based on like the Heaven's Gate type of th- like um, story, like kind of like something like that, like of his own film back in the day. Like it being a cult? Yeah, that would be like... That actually would be really cool. Especially for being an 80s film, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Because there has been some great cult films back then. Because if you really think about vampires, they do have kind of a cult mentality to them. Yeah. Because if if they're not cre- if they're not killing people, they're making more of them. Yeah, they're plus, making more vampires. And plus, they're having their own society, like their own closed society that yeah. you know they don't share to the public. Yeah, but they do engage with the public when they have to go out and feed, or if they, w- they want to make more of them. Yeah, but then they have their own society that they don't allow actual humans to be part of them unless they actually bite them. Yeah, and then the threat of their existence being jeopardized or compromised and they go out in a mass suicide. I mean, it's just crazy to think about. But that is another good concept, too. But Heaven's Gate's a really weird story of Plus, cult mentality. Oh my but God. yeah, that's that's all the what-ifs I have for today. Do you have any final thoughts on that last one? Um, or comments? Not exactly. I think we um, um, did a lot of the the what if scenarios and talkings for that film. And I think it would be very interesting to see what if if grandpa actually told them the truth from the beginning. Because I think we would have definitely had a much more different movie than what we a got. A different vibe. A yeah. different vibe of the movie than what we had. We probably would have a much better ending than we originally did. Yeah. And but, I think too yeah. like it would have been interesting to see all the different possibilities of how this movie could have been made. I know. And you know what? I would like to see a different scenario of this because yeah. if we didn't have because if, if, if go ahead. If we didn't have this type of movie, like if it was a different scenario movie, if he told them about this from the get-go, mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't have those sequels that came out. We probably have much better sequels. What were the sequels that came out after that one? Uh Lost Boys 2, the um uh, the Tribe, and then um, the third Lost Boys movie. I forgot what it was called, but it was uh, Lost Boys 1 and 2. Uh, 2 and 3. Yeah, and like I said earlier, and I've kind of been saying this throughout the episode, but it's very interesting to think about what could have been had this movie been changed a little bit differently. But when you think about the process of writing a movie, you know, whether it's the script or the screenplay or just writing the plot and everything, or even script writing. It's very interesting to see that process from the beginning because over time it can change. Yes, it could. Due to budgeting or production timeline and like the deadline and everything, you have different people with different creative styles throwing their hands into the pot and you know coming up with something that's completely weird because it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting to think about what could have been had, you know, had things been a little bit different, you know, like, like I said, what if Michael Myers didn't kill a sister on Halloween or what if Freddy Krueger wasn't a child murderer? What if Stephen King and Frank Miller had written the script for Dream Child? And what if Grandpa had just told the boys in the beginning of The Lost Boys yeah. that there are vampires? I mean, the possibilities, again, are endless. And especially when you start from the very beginning of making a movie, there's a lot that happens in that process. I mean, production depending... I mean, some movies can take a month to make, as we have seen in some movies. Some movies can take more time than that. But depending, again, on budget, your deadline, and everything, it can make a... 
it can make or break a movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these have been successful in their own right, but it's just interesting to think about what could have been had this been different. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure, too, when they were writing The Lost Boys, they probably, I, mean, I don't know if anybody ever came up with this idea, like, what if Grandpa had told them in the beginning? And then Joel Schumacher's like, well, then we won't have a movie, because then they'll be more aware of the vampires being there. Exactly. And then that wouldn't make a fun movie. But then again, it's like, who knows? Who knows what happens? I think it's interesting to think about. And mm-hmm. this is a fun episode to talk about. So maybe when we do more of these, we'll ask you guys. Like, we'll put a post up for Ooh, in we'll the do, Facebook We'll do page. a what if part two. Yeah, like, and we'll ask you guys, like, what other what if scenarios can you think of in horror movies that would probably make or break a movie? Like, how do you think it would change the movie? And... So on and so forth. And we can talk about it more mm. in later episodes. But Colin, you're going to have to make that post hunt on the Facebook page. Not your per- not your personal page. And the thing is, too, is like we don't have Twitter anymore. So I can't just go on Twitter and ask people. Because for one thing, we never really got a lot of followers on Twitter mm-hmm. when we had the Twitter account. And now we only have Instagram and Facebook. Maybe I could do like a, a poll or Q&A on the Instagram page. Yeah, do it on the Instagram yeah, that'd be fun. Th- yeah, just do that instead. Yeah. Okay. So, other than that, that has been the um, uh, conclusion to our episode today. If you want to um, know more about us and hit us up. You can follow us again on Facebook and Instagram under the Abby Normal Podcast username. We still have our Patreon. We have our listener support on um, Anchor. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to contribute to the podcast and help us grow and do better and maybe get some merch in the process you're more than welcome to join and be a patreon i don't think you have anything do you i think that's really much it okay i mean we'll be back next week with a new episode we'll be back with another episode so other than that this has been the abby normal podcast i'm your host colin and i'm Aaliyah. signing off